Tell me who hath believed, hath believed our report, and to whom is it revealed, the mighty arm of the Lord. Hello, I'm Kathy Davidson. I'd like you to join me and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church here in Plano as we minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is the power of God. On February 15, 1913, in New Orleans, a baby boy was born to George and Betty Sumrall. They named him Lester. Betty Sumrall was a woman of faith, and as her son quoted, he said, My mother had decided even before I was born that I was going to be a preacher. She had prayed for me fervently while I was in her womb. Back when I couldn't do anything about it, except maybe kick a little. I was born at home, child number six, and I was completely unplanned. Now his mother was a woman of faith, and she would invite the evangelists to come stay in their home when they were having meetings at their church. That meant a house full of people, and it also meant extra mouths to feed. Lester decided he didn't like evangelists, and he was never going to be one. Well, Lester's mother was a real prayer warrior, and Lester knew it. Miracles were real in his house. At one time, his mother was diagnosed with breast cancer. She said she called together some women that she knew could pray, and they started to pray on a regular basis, and they started praying fervently for her. Well, one night, while they were doing this, Jesus came into her bedroom, touched her, and she was instantly healed. She never had cancer again. And then Lester's grandfather had a major stroke and he became paralyzed, couldn't move his arms or his legs, and he was confined to a wheelchair. Well, Betty got her group of women together again and they began praying fervently for him. The first thing they did was they got him born again and then the power of God hit him. He got up out of the wheelchair and he could move his arms and legs, and he spent 15 more years living by himself, totally healed. This is the house that Lester grew up in. But Lester just got in with the wrong crowd, and he dropped out of school at the age of 16. Well, then, not long after, Lester started having a cough, and then he coughed up blood tuberculosis. Back in that time, tuberculosis was a death sentence, and Lester began a slow process of dying. He spent six months in his bed, totally bedridden. In fact, it got so bad one night, the doctor took the family out of the room and started filling out his death certificate. But all the while, Betty and her group of women, her group of women, that knew how to pray, were praying fervently for him. That night, when they thought he was dying, Lester had a vision. And in that vision, he was lying in his bed, and on one side was a large Bible, about the size of a wall, open, floating in the, in the air. And on the other side of his bed was a coffin, just his size, floating beside him. God gave him a question. He said, 
You can die here tonight or you can preach the gospel. Your choice. Lester chose to preach the gospel. Lester Summerall woke up the next morning totally healed. Totally healed. Went and ate food for the first time in months. Lester, three weeks later, of dying of tuberculosis, packed his bags, took off, and started on the evangelistic trail, the evangelist that he was never going to be. You know, Lester went on and preached that gospel all over the world. He began churches. He started radio and TV stations. And he also started the World Harvest International Radio, shortwave all over the world. You know, I'm part of that radio station. My program is on Angel 2, and it broadcasts over Israel, North Africa, the Middle East, Southern Europe, five days a week on shortwave, all because God had a mother, a mother that believed. And God, what would you say, pushed Lester into obeying him. Thank God for that. I have a perfect song here. I have returned, sung here by Terry Brown. Let God minister to you while this song plays. the same simple faith as a child I once knew like the prodigal son I've longed for my loved ones for the comforts of home and the God I outgrew I have returned to the God the child of her heart she said bring them up in the way that you want them thank God when they're grown they'll never depart I have returned to the God of my mother I
God like man a child could know I just heard a shout from the angels in glory praising the Lord a child has come to come and join me here at Water of Life Church, 10 a.m. Sunday mornings at the corner of 18th and Avenue P in Plano, where I will be preaching the gospel. I am preaching the gospel. And where the music ministers are here ministering with me. And we are praying for people. We are healing the sick and casting out devils. Come and join us. If you can't be with us, you can watch me on live stream at my website, www.kathiedavidsonwol.com. Okay, let's pray. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. I thank you. Father, I thank you. Let the power of my Lord be great. Let the power of my Lord be great. Let the power of my Lord be great and grant us repentance. Open our eyes that we can see. Open our hearts like you did for Lydia, that we can attend unto the things which are spoken. Turn us from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto God. And I ask this in Jesus' name, amen. We have been going over 
the actual events of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. And why do we do that? Let's turn to Romans 1, 16. This is why we do it. This is Paul speaking. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I'm not afraid to use it. I'm not afraid to trust in it. It says, for it is, it is the power of God. It doesn't say it is like the power of God. And it doesn't say it's almost as if it's the power of God. No, it said it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Do you want the power of God? Do you want God to work those works in your own life? Well, you're going to find it and you're going to get it through the gospel. Now, we have been talking about the resurrection of Jesus. If you've ever grown up in church, every Easter, we got up early for the sunrise service. And we went out into the fields and we held that little, was that, that little potted plant with the seed that we were going to grow because that's what Jesus did. He rose from the dead. And we sang, up from the grave he rose every year. But I want to ask you a question. What came out of that grave? Have you ever considered what came out of that grave? What was it? Well, we're going to look at that today. And we're going to start in John 20. We're going to go over some scriptures of what exactly came out of that grave. And I'm going to begin here, John 20, verse 13. And this is Mary Magdalene. She's in the garden. She just found out that the body of Jesus isn't there. It's not there. And she sees two angels, and the angels ask her, they say unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? And she answered back, She saith unto them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid him. The body's gone. And when she had said thus, she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing. Now look at this. And she knew not it was Jesus. She saw him standing there, but she didn't know it was Jesus. And Jesus said unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? And look at the next sentence. She, supposing him to be the gardener, the gardener. Okay, I've seen gardeners. They don't shine. They don't twinkle. They don't sparkle. And they're not six inches off the ground. She thought he was an ordinary gardener. Do you see what I'm saying? She's supposing him to be the gardener, said unto him, Sir, if thou hast borne him thence, tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. And Jesus said unto her, he talked to her out of his mouth. All right? Jesus said unto her, Mary, she turned herself and said unto him, Rabbi, which is to say, Master. She now recognizes it's Jesus. And look what Jesus says to her. Jesus saith unto her, Touch me not. Touch me not. You know what? She could have touched him. She could have touched him. Well, that meant he wasn't transparent. She couldn't see through him. He said, Don't touch me. And why did he say that? For I am not yet ascended to my Father. And I love this next part. This is Jesus. This is our Savior speaking. 
This is the man that just came out of the grave, that just came from the dead, that just came up from hell, that is alive and back in his body. He said, and say unto them, I ascend unto my father and your father. He said, and to my God and your God. That's what he told Mary. Now, let's continue over. Turn the page. We're going to go to verse 24. This is Thomas. We all know doubting Thomas. But Thomas, one of the twelve called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciple therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, Except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. But he said, it, the thrust my hand to his side, I will not believe. And after eight days again, his disciples were within, Thomas with them. And then came Jesus, the doors being shut, stood in the midst and said, peace be unto you. And look at what Jesus said to Thomas. And you don't think Jesus can hear what you say or hear what you think? Jesus turned to Thomas. He said, reach hither thy finger and behold my hands. Reach hither thy hand and thrust it into my side. Do you know what? He was telling Thomas, you can reach in and touch my hands. You can take your hand and thrust it into my side. Why can you? Because that was a man standing there. And be not faithless, but believing. And Thomas answered and said, my Lord and my God. I love this next part. Jesus said unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. You know, that's us. That is us. Now, one last one, Luke 24. And I'm going to read from verse 33. And they rose up the same hour, and these are the disciples, and it's us also, the two from Emmaus, and spoke to them about the gospel. And he ate bread with them, and then he disappeared. And it said, verse 33, And they rose up the same hour, returned to Jerusalem, and found the eleven gathered together, and them that were with him, saying, The Lord has risen again and has appeared to Simon. And they told what things were done in the way and how he was known to them in the breaking of bread. Now look at this next part. And as they thus spoke, this is verse 36, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and saith unto them, Peace be unto you. But they were terrified and affrightened and supposed that they had seen a spirit. They thought that they were looking at a spirit. They were afraid. But look at what Jesus answered them. He said, why are you troubled? And why do thoughts arise in your hearts? Behold my hands and my feet. It is I myself. Handle me. Handle me. He said, and see for a spirit hath not flesh and bones as you see me have. Jesus had flesh and bones. And he just told him there he did. He said, handle me. You know you can touch him? Do you know you can touch Jesus? Because he's a man. He's got flesh and bones, just like you and I do. The only thing he doesn't have is blood. That he shed for us. But he's got flesh 
And he's got bones. That was a man that came out of the grave. That was a man standing there with the disciples. Oh, you say, but how did he disappear and appear again? Folks, that's God. Don't forget Philip disappeared, showed up down on the road to Gaza. God will do that to you too if you believe. Now, we've got flesh and bones. We've got a man. We've got a man that came out of the grave. Why is that so important? Why is that important that Jesus was a man that came out of the grave? Well, let's remember. When Jesus died on the cross, he had all our sin in him, on him. He had every disease and every pain that you and I could possibly have on him and in him. What did God do with that body of a man that had every disease and every sickness on it and every sin on it? What did he do with it? When he raised it from the dead, he healed it. It is important that you understand that Jesus came out of the grave alive, not a spirit, not an angel. He came out a man the same as he went in, the same as he went into the grave. Only now that body has no sin, no sickness, no disease, and no death. No death. That is the difference between you and I and Jesus. That body came out of the grave, no sin, no sickness and disease, no spirit on him, and no death. Why is that important to you and I? There is no possible way that you and I cannot be healed if we believe. God already healed a body once. He will do it again and again and again and again because he did it with Jesus. That is the power of the gospel. Every sickness and disease is healed if you believe. If you hang on, like Paul said, if you're not afraid to trust in it, Every sickness, every disease, every sin forgiven, every disease healed, poverty destroyed, if we believe. That's one reason we have to understand Jesus came out of the grave the same way he went in, only this time he has no death and no sickness and no disease, a perfect body. And there's one other reason too. If you'll turn with me to Philippians 3 real quick. Verse 21, because the Father is going to do the same thing with us. The same thing with us that he did with Jesus. The body went in, in sickness and disease and sin and poverty. The body came out of the grave without death, without sickness, without disease, without sin and without death. And he's going to do the same thing, the same thing to you and I. Verse 21, who shall change, this is the Father, our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto Jesus' glorious body, unto his glorious body, according to the working, whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. You and I are going to have the same glorious body that Jesus has. And we are going to be without spot and wrinkle, just like he promised. Why? Because he came out of that grave, a man, alive, no death in him. I have the perfect song here, Water of Life Boys, Only the Redeemed.
Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the musicians from Water of Life Church. She'd love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at Kathy, K-A-T-H-I-E, at KathyDavidsonWOL.com. That's W-O-L for Water of Life. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, P.O. Box 861327, Plano, Texas, 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kathydavidsonwl.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.